Welcome to The Pastor and the Counselor, where each week I sit down with counselors from In Him Christian Wellness to talk about life issues, mental health, and ways to intentionally pursue Jesus right in the middle of our struggles. Relational, practical, and full of great conversations, I guarantee it will be 30 minutes of your time well spent. Well, it is good to be with you again today for another episode of The Pastor and the Counselor and uh, the dynamic trio here again today around the table, staring into one another's eyes, facing the microphone. (laughs) It's a good place to be with both of you. John from In Him, Corinne, one of the counselors at In Him. And so thanks for being here, guys. So what's been like before we just dig into the topic today, what's just been one of the one of your favorite things in in starting 2023 already? And I didn't give them the opportunity to even think about this question. So this is like literally off the cuff. (laughs) Grandchildren hugs. Mm. It's just sweet. Yeah. (sighs) Oh. This is sweet. I could. I Everybody could on the pod. <laughs> I want you to stay with us for the next twenty minutes. So. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't have any grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I don't either. And I. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. We're not even going there. Yeah. So we don't. I don't have that. I feel oh. way too young for that. Um, I've had a. I've, I mean, this is very on track with what we're talking about, but I've enjoyed asking clients what does a new year mean to them, Mm. right? And kind of just thinking, right? Very open-ended. What does it mean, right? There's a lot of people that I expected to have resolutions and all of that, but there's a lot of people who are kind of challenging that notion and just saying, you know, if I have a goal, I'm going to do it anytime, you know? I'm not going to wait for January 1st. So it's been fun. Fun to kind of connect with people on that Mm. and cheer them on in that way. Yeah. And kind of think about that for anybody, right? You don't need to wait for it to be a certain time or anything. Mm. Just kind of. What was your question again? What was the question you're asking everybody? What, what does a new year mean to you? What does a new year mean to you? Huh. It's right. a great question. That's hmm. why they pay me the what, big bucks. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like I'm I'm curious, what are some of the what are some of the like answers you're getting? I think some people are really energized by it and excited, right? Mm. Then got the whole spectrum some people are discouraged Mm. by where they are and where they've been right Mm. so but it gives the opportunity to walk with people with whatever whatever it means i've heard some words of the year songs of the year you know all sorts all sorts of things that a new year means for people Mm. that's really cool that is a great question I'm, i'm intrigued by you said that's why they pay you the big bucks. Yeah, ask good questions. <laughs> Who right? else are you working <laughs> for? <laughs> How much am I paying you? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey, there's a reason we keep her around here at New Life. <laughs> there's a lot of perks being here at New Life, John. <laughs> we just don't tell all the other counselors. Come on. <laughs> I, I need to spend. I'll, I'll put another day down here then. <laughs> yeah, you should come. Come hang out more. <laughs> I mean, a Friday. Friday, we're doing that uh, video recording, and there's like, you know, like gluten free cookies floating around <laughs> here, and 
coffee from denim and man there's some perks a film shoot yeah the film shoot it was a documentary and you were the star i guess i don't know he I was yeah i th- was the star <laughs> i talked a lot we didn't get it's to hear what he said yet. No, so let's hold off on any star <laughs> star language until we hear what I said. But I, you know what was cool about it actually is, so there there was a there were a lot of cool moments. Mm-hmm. So so like yeah. let me like like I'll give in a, I'll give you a little. So at the very end, they wanted to shoot shoot me walking out the building into the community, kind of demonstrating how integrated New Life and In Him are to the community here in Carlisle. And so I walk out the door, not a word of a lie. They're, They're catching me walking out the door into the community. And around the corner, as I'm coming out the door, walking into the community, around the corner comes one of our community guys walking his little dog, and he is the epitome of one of our kind of like community guys, like, you know, lives alone, you know, family's gone, comes in for breakfast on Sunday mornings because it's a place of community and eating with people, and and he walks down the walk as I'm walking, you know, up the up the sidewalk as I'm walking out the door, and we meet, and, and his little dog greets me, and 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 the you know the guy who's shooting the video, after he shoots it, you know he just kept the tape rolling, and we're talking and interacting. I'm I'm petting the dog, and and we're just going back and forth. He's you know stops, and and the, the guy walks away, and he just looks at me, and he's like, "You can't script this stuff. <laughs> this is like amazing." And I'm like, oh, my friend, this is what happens all the time around here at New Life. This is, this is the benefit of partnerships of big brothers and big sisters and in him and Young Life and just for today, recovery and Manelli education and all, and all of our recovery stuff. And that's the benefit of it is this is a place of community. Mm-hmm. This is a place where people you know, from all walks of life, from all situations and circumstances, people who are as high as a kite, literally, um, and not just emotionally high, but, you know, dealing with drugs and alcohol, people who are in pain, people who are just living their best life ever, all intersect on any given day and um, and are, are encourage one another and be a part of life and so I thought you were going to share how we were depicting in the documentary what it's like if somebody walked into new life and they mm. were looking for counseling right and going through the intake process and then getting some paperwork filled out and then getting connected with somebody mm. we actually kind of had that happen simultaneously while we were yeah. filming <laughs> yeah right Ryan kind of ducked away while we were filming some of it and we got some paperwork done and I scanned it in and we're going to get him connected hopefully soon, right? So it was like as we were... <laughs> yeah, as we're filming. Yeah, yeah. And those are the incredible moments. And it was a such a God moment, too. Like, you know, this, this isn't necessarily on topic, but it kind of is. Like, these are these moments of faith where, where faith and trust intersect. And so, yeah, we're shooting. Corinne's standing there with some of the In Him team. I'm there, you know, pastor here in New Life. 
and you know, you know, just young person walks in really hurting, hurting really bad. And I just took notice of them, you know, they were kind of connecting with one of our hosts and, and, um, I could just tell this was, this was a kind of a more of a desperate situation. And so went over to Corinne and, um, you know, um, what are we going to do? Like, you're supposed to be shooting a video. I'm supposed to be shooting a video. <laughs> you know, she doesn't necessarily have, have a lot of time. Um, and so just in that moment, you know, together, we just said, well, I'll go and connect. And it was, it was really a God-ordained moment, you know. We switched up what scene. I just told them yeah. that we weren't. They asked to do the scene with like us in your office. I said, "Well, we'll do that a little later." Later, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> just beautiful moments where God intersects with with just our realities, right? And I guess that's kind of where we where this episode want to talk a little bit about. Um, you know, already we've got so much good stuff, but just kind of as we're entering into this new year, new you. Uh, good question that Corinne's asked us already. Um, what does new year mean to you? Um, you know, re-energizing our faith, you know, and I use that word intentionally re-energizing. Sometimes, you know, faith can be, our faith can kind of lose its, um, um, what's the word I want? Lose its energy. You know, we can feel like, like the, uh, people of Israel, people where, you know, between the Old and New Testaments, so 400 years of silence, you know, where maybe it feels like God's quiet or where we've drifted or distanced or, you know, just the weight of the world just seems to almost um, to, to drown out um, the voice of God, the encouragement of others. And so how do we re-energize our faith um, in those seasons of quiet and dryness and maybe season of doubt? You know, people have walked through some hard stuff. Maybe we start to question, you know, is God, is God good? Is God real? Is God powerful? Is he who we say he is or who others claim him to be? And so how do we begin to re-energize? I'm thinking about the first episode in this series where we talked about re-establishing rhythms, mm -hmm. right? That's if we get off track and are not in a rhythm. But right now, I feel like maybe what you're saying is maybe you've been in a rhythm mm. and it's become a little bit stagnant, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And we maybe need to change some of our faith rhythms at mm. times, yep. right? So maybe you've been doing the same exact devotional book for a really <laughs> lot of years, right? Or uh -huh. something like that. Uh -huh. Maybe it's time to change it up if mm. it's no longer as exciting, right? Or mm. as energizing or life-giving, right? Mm -hmm. Use some of our words as it has been in the past. And change can be hard, but it can also be an opportunity for really exciting mm. new things yeah. to come out. New revelation, mm -hmm. new experience, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good word. And, you know, the, it's, it's not like um, anything magical happens between December 31st and January 1st, right? That that <laughs> no. change of the calendar, that yeah. the story is intact, right? The author is also the perfecter, right? The, the, the closer who brings the victory has established that for mm -hmm. us, right? I think um, it, the three words that come to mind are, uh, are rest and refresh, 
Now rest and receive, and then re-examine. Rest, then, receive, right. <laughs> and re-examine. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when Elijah, right, Elijah, he despaired. But there was a lot associated with that. Like, he just wanted to die. Mm-hmm. He left everyone, uh, you know, behind him and just laid down to die. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of layers to that story. He was definitely physically tired. He had been carrying a lot of emotional mm-hmm. weight, mm-hmm. spiritual battles for years, culminating in a great victory. Mm-hmm. And then this accusation, mm. he needed to rest. God mm. encouraged him to rest. Mm-hmm. And God fed him. Receiving is really important. important yeah. in, in, in order to be re-energized or refueled or have perspective again, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the next, the next thing he experienced from God was from a different vantage point altogether. I think he needed to kind of take another look at God. Hmm. You know, I think he needed to re-examine mm-hmm. some of his beliefs, expectations, mm-hmm. desires. You know, mm-hmm. what he was wanting. It was that still small voice that kind of energized him to move forward mm-hmm. again, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the three words that come to mind. Yeah, I like that. So, to, so what I just heard you say, <laughs> you said a lot. I'm not going to try and recapsulate everything you just said because it was so good. But just thinking, so to re-energize our faith, rest, receiving what God has for us, receiving new, maybe new, new, you know, like Corinne marrying what you just said with John, like receiving some new new revelations, some new ways of experiencing God, stepping into some new, so, so receiving, you know, that, and then um, re, uh, uh, what was your third one again? Re-examine. Re- re-examine where I'm at. Re-examining where I'm at, new perspective, having God give us a new perspective. Yeah. I think being open to that mm. is key, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We can... <laughs> Usually we're okay with the rest part. Well, sometimes. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm tired. Like, like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, sometimes not, maybe. Right, but receiving the idea that maybe something new or a new perspective, right, and that reexamining piece, all of the all of the change part is kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. It can be a little scary. We need to be open to receiving that maybe that's what God wants for us mm. so that we can kind of have a re-energized, <laughs> yeah. rejuvenated and refreshed faith. Yeah. And I think of three words that kind of are needed for those things to happen. Risk, trust, and courage. Mm. I need to have the courage to be honest with my, myself and with God. I need to trust that God knows what I need, and and others that maybe I may be walking with know what I need. Mm-hmm. So trusting other people to help me and trusting 
God knows as my heavenly father, and then, and then risking that the way I've always done it may not be. <laughs> so the, the change piece is a risk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to maybe need to stop doing something or start doing something that feels a little bit outside my box, outside the regular and the normal. So rest may be, you know, something that I need to, I need to take a risk on and trust that, you know, my stepping back or stopping something, saying no to something may actually be the best for me. Yeah. We can't get um, into a drained perspective if we feel like we need to be Jesus for people or, mm. you know, we take on too much for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. As you were talking about that, the risk and trust and courage and this idea that rejuvenating faith, you know, it, it, it reminds me of the Red Sea from the, the people who, who needed a, a, a jump mm. in their, you know, a, uh, a jump start in their faith, right? I mean, they were entrenched in this idea of downtrodden and mm-hmm. and quiet, mm-hmm. right? And and God burst on the scene through Moses and this this uh, introduction into the right into their voyage to the Promised Land was this Red Sea, and that to think of that step. You know, the, the first person who stepped into the sea. Huge risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the Jordan River when they crossed the Jordan into the promised land. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I feel like that was even, you know, Moses, you know, puts his staff in the water's part, but the Jordan, they didn't part. They didn't part until the priests actually uh, stepped into the <laughs> running water. Like, talk about a re-energized faith. <laughs> But it, that, the things that, that don't speak of what you've known, or what you have perceived, right? What you've experienced mm-hmm. do impact us for sure. And so the idea of walking into a situation where you think, well, I've never seen water stand up. <laughs> and for the last 400 years, I, I think... I know the end of this story, right? Like, it's going to fall on me. This is not going to end well. So the new beginning did take a, a, a step of faith, didn't it? Sure For did. them. Absolutely. And in that, they had the, this a deeper understanding and intimate experience of Emmanuel, mm-hmm. the one who walked with them through it all. So that was the picture yeah. that came to my mind. Yeah, I think of, you know, in this, uh, so again, re-energizing our faith, looking at the change, we're, I think we're all a little nervous of change. Some of us handle change or pursue change a little more than others, definitely. Some of us have a difficult time with change. But I think if we can, if we can think about why the change, you know, we're not just making change for change's sake. This is so that you know, to, to re-energize our faith, to re-energize, to reconnect us uh, to the God who created the world and 
uh, created each one of us. And, um, you know, so there's this, our perspective, I think, is really important, right? Um, I think perspective, you guys are always bringing us back to what's our perspective. What's the perspective we have? You know, is it, yeah. God's not asking most of us to step into the Red Sea anytime soon, <laughs> yeah. right? So we can probably manage whatever change it is that <laughs> yeah. he wants for us, right? It's good perspective to have. <laughs> that is perspective. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You now I think of, um, you know, if, if you all have been hearing that noise in the background, that was the, uh, the bathroom fan. We're not in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but the bathroom is right under where we're sitting, and uh, so that noise was. Oh, that was a truck that, outside. Yeah, yeah, no, that was the uh, that was the, uh, the the vent fan from the bathroom <laughs> below us. Uh, there was no no getting it to stop. Um, <laughs> so anyway, back back to faith and re-energizing our faith. You know, I think, uh, and I had mentioned this to both of you at the beginning of the of this this. Um, episode. The passage in Hebrews, uh, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin so uh, that so easily entangles, and let us run the race with perseverance that's marked out for us. And I think, you know, a couple of things in that, you know, God, number one, like there, everyone that's listening to this podcast, there is a race marked out for you. God has plans and purposes. You're, you matter. And, uh, and so he wants to speak, like he wants to, he wants to increase your faith uh, to believe what he has for you. And the things he has are so much more than we can think or imagine. You know, I love that passage in Habakkuk. Um, you know, that just speaks of that, you know, that, yeah, like, his plans are far more than we can think or imagine. You know, what, what God has for, for those who, who love him is pretty awesome. Um, so we need one another, though. That's the other piece of that passage. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, then let us move forward. And so the importance of being an encourager, being a cheerleader and receiving, you know, uh, cheerleading uh, encouragement, I think is a really important part of re-energizing your faith. I think uh, the pandemic, one of the things that it did do that was detrimental to many was it removed community. Um, so many, many, many people have been removed from community. You know, I hear it from church leaders all the time. And there's a lot of lot of reasons for all of this, but I think there's been a lot of folks displaced, um, you know, from kids were displaced from school, uh, people were displaced from families, people, you know, stopped going uh, to engaging with their churches, or, you know, they were forced to move, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, new jobs, cross country, whatever, online, you know, lots of things, but community was lost in a lot of different ways, a lot of different perspective. And so re-engaging community, good community, healthy community could be a really significant way um, to, uh, to, to, to re-energize our faith. You know, I uh, can't think of the psalm, um, psalm number, <laughs> I can't think of it right now, but um, it says that, that how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters uh, dwell together in unity, uh, and there's other psalms that say, you know, he puts the, he puts people in families, um, 
you know, and so the importance of community and all this. What are some ways that we can maybe uh, start to evaluate or re-engage community that may lead to energized faith? Some quick kind of practical ways that you guys think, you know, we could step into that? Well, whatever it is you do, it's going to take courage and it might be a risk, mm. right? Go back to church. Mm. Join a small group. Mm. Join a hobby group. <laughs> Somebody yeah. with shared interests, right? Yeah. But it's always going to take that first step. Hmm. That's yeah. so good. I'm thinking, so like, you guys at In Him, you're, you're starting a whole bunch of groups, like I think you just you just started a new group uh, in dealing with anxiety. Yeah, anxiety the, support group. An anxiety support mm-hmm. group. I think I saw on Saturday mornings in the Lemoyne office there maybe yoga that yep. just started, and we're gonna start um, young married support groups. It's gonna it's gonna go once a month for a year to support folks who have been married less than five years. And there's going to be a retreat in that and a a nice dinner Mm. at the conclusion. (laughs) So it's going to be building healthy rhythms. Mm. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So there's maybe we just gave like, so yes, you're 100% the risk and trying to find it. But but there are ways that are right in front of us, right in front of. and, And these are facilitated groups. So you're not even... You know, maybe you do, people who are listening, you struggle with, you know, well, these are groups that are facilitated by, you know, folks at In Him. So they're, um, they're relatively uh, safe in, in that sense of there's somebody that's leading it. And so you're not just kind of left out there in no man's land. Um, so that's helpful. Yeah. Those are great tips. I think so. Gather. Eat. Hmm. And do <laughs> walk. Yeah, do some things yeah. together. Mm. Do something, right? Yep. Walk. So whether it's you know while while your neighbor is uh, shoveling the snow, then you know you go out and do with. Yeah. Look for those opportunities. Right. Mm. But it it's they're typically they're all around us, mm-hmm. and the and the issue is that the last couple of years we've been told not to don't get close yeah but this is the time to mm-hmm. get close and then listen and look for god in the midst of that right mm-hmm. so it's not just about doing relationship there's a purpose in it relationship with one another where we're engaging in our you know with god and then looking for ways to encourage that um or to support it you know to maybe invite people to you know, maybe it's a, a neighbor who doesn't know the Lord, and you're engaging with them is going to be the connection where maybe they see him for the first time. Talk about re-energizing faith. If you've not led someone to Christ, <laughs> or, or, or wow, like that re-energizes your faith quicker than, or, you know, somebody who's maybe walking away, and you get to be a part of, like, encouraging them back in uh, to that, like that re-energizes our faith, praying with somebody and seeing God work in, in miraculous ways. It's another way to re-engage your faith, you know, take a new reading plan and then be sharing it with somebody, you know, don't just, don't just do your devotional and 
but look for ways to share it. You know, those are all ways that, those are things that Jesus did, right? You know, those are things that Jesus did, and, and he stayed energized all the way through the cross. Why? Because he was practicing, practicing things, so. He rested, too. He did. Absolutely. Yeah, they, the, well, those to things, he, yeah, he was practicing the very <laughs> things that we've been talking about. So. Sing. The singing. Singing it. Engage, you know, engage your whole being in this proclamation of faith. Mm. It re-engages your yeah. faith if you sing it. It's true. So I, I think as we're closing, Corinne, John, his faith needs to be re-engaged by doing a run with you this year. <laughs> Maybe I'll run a 5K for uh, for our for our group. <laughs> there you go. Well, but it, yeah, invite John into it. Yeah. You know, like challenge his faith that way. You know, I could sit and, in and, a and if you, chair and you push me. If you do right. it, if you do it, John, if you do a 5K, I'll get you a new Choose Joy t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, I thought you were going to say you're going to donate to him. No, no, I'm going to, no. Well, maybe. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if, if the listening audience decides they want to put money in John to donate. If I run a 5K with Corinne, I would run a 5K with Corinne. What's yeah. that? Oh. If we get a donation. I feel like this is a challenge. To match madness. Uh-huh. If we get our listeners yep. to donate. Specifically to this cause. $5,000. $5,000. You'll oh, do a 5K. 5K. So $1,000 per kilometer. Yes. Wow. Then I, then I will... Then I run a 5K with Corinne. Man. You don't even have to pay me. I'll just do it. It's okay. You don't I need don't, to donate well, you, for me. I, I think that's the beautiful part. It's like I just throw Corinne under the bus. But she loves it, so she's excited. I'll like, run with John. That's okay. The Match Madness is through Partnership for Better Health. Yeah. A and great it's coming up. collaborative partner. It's coming March up in March. March 1 through the end of March. It's the whole month of March. You have to, you have to donate in that time. And some of that money is matched. Yep. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much money you get. Yeah. So... If if you guys want to pony up to see me run a 5K, we yeah. got to spread the news, I guess. I hope, <laughs> I hope your dear wife doesn't come at Corinne and I with scissors and <laughs> 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 cut your tongue out. <laughs> uh, my wife is beautiful. Yes, she, is. she was. <laughs> she has a, a beautiful way of, of balancing truth and grace. Mm-hmm. So... I think that was a great challenging moment for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and the 5K will be too. So <laughs> Ryan's really into I'm this. Gonna, we're going to figure out a way. <laughs> we'll figure out a way to raise the money. You start. What if it's 10? What if, what if 10,000 comes in? Are you running a 10K? <laughs> what is it? Th- 13.1 is a half? That's a half. So That's 10K half. is about 6.2. Yeah. So it need to be 13.1 thousand to get them to oh run a half marathon. <laughs> But then that's going to tax you, Corinne. That's going to take faith, you know, to train John for a half marathon. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We'll anyway. find one that we can walk, one that doesn't have a cutoff time, you know. Well, thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. It's always a pleasure for having you with us and always a lot of fun. Take care, everybody. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. 
I want to encourage you to reach out to In Him Christian Wellness if you need to talk or if you know someone else that may be in crisis or could use a counselor. Their website, inhimchristianwellness.org. You'll also find uh, the link in the pastor and counselor description. Take care until next time.